God is good. Amen. Look, look at somebody next to you and say, it's good to be with me. Amen. It's great, great to be in fellowship with great people. Amen. God's doing so many great things and lives are being changed and families are being healed and restored and hopes being restored. Sounds like God, don't it? Hey, man, God's doing wonderful things. Last night, man, I'll tell you, some of the testimonies, we, you know, we got, we got people that, that haven't been able to do, you know, Tony, the, you know, he, he, he couldn't bend down on one knee without crying like a girl, he said. And, and uh, how many years had it been? Since 81. So a couple of years that, that they went in and did that operation, took his knee all apart last night. You know, he, well, you just imagine what he was doing. Embarrassing stuff. She's celebrating, celebrating Jesus, and today's going to be your day. You know, what's really awesome is that, uh, you know, the power of the Holy Ghost is on you. The, the, same, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is dwelling in you. And what's going to happen today, uh, you know, uh, Brother Smith Wicken, he's just a great friend. It's such an honor to have him in the house. But what's awesome about this is that what happens here today isn't really, uh, you know, he's got a gift and he's got a revelation. He's got an understanding and he just recognizes uh, the power of God and how to operate in it. But it's going to operate in your life. Right. So so what he gets to do today is, is share. And then then the anointing that's upon him gets to be multiplied and go upon you. And you get, you know, you get to go about doing good, healing all. Come on, guys. That's what the power of God, that's what we're, that's what we're believing God for, is that, he's gonna, that the power of God is going to manifest in you and in your life. And you're going to realize that you're, you're not a, you know, you're, you're, you're not one of the, you're not a spectator, right? Remember that guys who, guys who go to NFL games and sit in the stands, they don't get paid. They pay. It costs extravagantly. To be a spectator, but when you but when you take the field, man, that's that's where stuff starts flowing into your life. So get on the field and get ready. It's just a thrill today to be able to share my friend with you and, and to have uh, John Smithwick come and ministers all around the world. Great caliber ministry. You're going to be blessed. Would you give him a hand today as he comes? Well, praise God. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. It is so good to be back in the house for those that weren't with us last night. Uh, we're so glad you are today. Uh, I'm just delighted to be back in the Tri-City areas or area, um, especially in a house that lets God be God. Let's God just show up and move. Amen. You know, there's two types of people, two categories. We see it in the life and ministry of Jesus. There were two crowds. The crowd that totally just went wild, was excited about Jesus showing up, working the miracle signs and wonders, believed he was the Son of God, believed he was the Messiah, and just wanted anything and everything that he had and just glorified God in the midst of it. Then there was a second crowd. They were the spectators. They were the skeptics. They were the cynics. They were the opposers. Either you're a player or you're a, an opposer. Amen. Either you're a participator or you're a one that stands afar off and misses out. Well, I'm glad I'm in a house filled with participators, not spectators, not cynics. Those that say, I want everything God has for me. 71 instantaneous healings in first service. And I didn't get the count. I know someone did a count. What was the second service? New miracles. Anybody got that this morning? Another six or so, is that right? Praise God, 77 instantaneous healings by the power of God. Amen. 
Let me just tell you, you're getting me right off the field. I just came in this last week, Tuesday, from India, uh, so just a few days ago, and under great opposition from the Hindu radicals, boldly preached the gospel because the devil's crowd can never stop God's move. Amen? Now, in reference to those two crowds, the opposers, the naysayers, they might dance, jump, cut themselves, scream, Worship false gods, but my attitude is, devil, all you can do when I show up on the scene is hide and watch. Because we're going to strip souls out of your bony fingers and populate hell, or populate heaven as we plunder your hell. Amen. That's our attitude. So you're getting me in a real dangerous state. Uh, off two crusades, the end of last year, we did a crusade in Niger, Africa. Uh, the Muslim stronghold city of the whole nation. We didn't even know it. God called us there. God likes to call me to areas like that. And uh, I love when we just run into opposition because it means we're going to have a greater victory. And so we did have opposition. They were slingshotting rocks at us the first night. My translator got hit right between the eyes right after I prayed the prayer of salvation. You know, Muslims, especially the radical ones, they don't like saying Jesus is the Son of God, and they definitely don't like it when you pray with, you know, eight or so thousand people, and uh, over half the crowd said, I receive Jesus, and you tell them now they're children of God. That really gets them torqued and upset. So all of a sudden, right after that, we saw a rock fly up out of the crowd and hit my translator. He bled all over the stage. But God's hand was upon him. The next night, he was back on stage with us. And by the third night, I believe it was, he was back up translating by the power of God. Should have put him out of commission for weeks. Could have killed him if it was an inch one way or the other, but the hand of God was with us. And uh, the same crowd by the second night, the same crowd that was shooting rocks at us, because of the miracle signs and wonders, the glory of heaven being manifest, they saw their tall Muslim, I mean, wearing the turbans, I mean, core Muslims being healed. I mean, these people, they're radical. When they get healed, one man yelled out, Jesus has opened my blind eyes, and I will now follow him forever. Woo! Boy, you have that from the stage. They were just erupting with applause, that whole crowd. So on a dime, God turned the tide for us, and we just exerted a mighty victory. Glory be to God. And, uh, you know, God's the same here. He doesn't change. Amen? Real quickly, we got some wonderful product out on the table. The one I really want to mention, we've got good stuff on healing miracles. We've got you about 45 minutes today. Don't just stop here. Get, get the healing uh, series. Get the miracle series because God wants to saturate. I like what Pastor Tom said. This isn't about just this one service. God wants you to get so saturated and excited and just explosive about this stuff that you just uncontained, that you just unleash Everywhere you go. Amen. So good stuff out there. Pick it up. But the one thing I really want to talk about, we just put out our first book, uh, JSMI Global Ventures book. We have a lot that are traditional, several books in the working that are written books. But we wanted to put out our first work uh, in order to show people what we see around the world. And so the last several years, we've compiled a beautiful uh, just array of photography, not just places, but people's faces. How many know everything we do? It's about people. And it's called Desperation Speaks. We named it that because we caught these people in the height of their desperation, not just the circumstances they were coming out of, though those were very, very dire and serious, 
but rather that desperation for God. You see and hear people walk in days to come to a crusade, they, or they pay what little they have to buy one little ticket to bus all the way down to out to a field where you're holding a crusade, and you see the hunger, sheer desperation on their face, in their spirit. Man, that speaks. The Scripture says, Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hallelujah. So these pictures, we caught these people, the precious people of the earth, in the point of that just sheer hunger, desperation for God. And, uh, and then put beautiful quotes, scriptures, moving statistics in here. Let me read a couple of them. There's a beautiful picture of uh, Hindus calling out to Jesus right in the height of one of our crusade nights. Miracles happened that night. Out beside it, it says, some wish to live within the sound of a chapel bell. I wish to run a rescue mission within a yard of hell. C.T. Studd. I tell you, we could market this whole book as a motivational piece. If you're ever having a down day, wondering, you know, what's my purpose? What's my point? Listen, honey, there's a world with your name written on it. And they need the Jesus. They need the God in you. You get a hold of a book like this, start reading it. You realize, man, I've got great purpose in and on this earth. I don't need to... Have a down day. I need to go out and have a soul one a day. I like what the late Keith Green, another quote we have. This generation of Christians is responsible for this generation of souls on the earth. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, here's one by a small preacher. Desperation speaks of what a person needs the most at any given moment. At every given moment, a person's greatest need is salvation. Small preacher by the name of John Smithwick. Put that one in there. It'll bless you. Put it on your coffee table. Put it on your business table or put it on someone else's, and it'll bless them and stir them to change the world, whether it's the other side of the world or the other side of the tracks right here in Tri-Cities. Amen. Turn with me to John, actually Third John. Talking about healing and miracles, the thing that you have to establish in your heart first and foremost is the will of God. Now, this book of John was written by John the Revelator, John the Beloved, the one that was with Jesus when Jesus said, what if I have this one work till I come? And he was talking to Peter and he said, what's that to you? I want you to get out and just feed my sheep. It was written by him, so he's talking to the church world in his day, but this is the inspired canon of God, the Word of God, so it transcends every it, it applies to every generation. This is God speaking to us today, and this is what the Lord says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Amen. God's design and plan for each and every one of our lives is that we are prosperous, blessed, hallelujah, from the inside out. It starts spiritually with salvation, redemption through Jesus, but then it flows out into our soul. But it's not just to stop at our soul having the fruits of the Spirit. It's to flow through our entire body where we have divine healing if we're sick, and then get beyond that, walk in divine health, and then even get beyond that where we exude the divine life of Christ so that others, when they come into our presence, if they're sick and afflicted, instantly they're healed by the power of God. Amen. People like John G. Lake walked in that type of divine life. I like what the Amplified says, just focusing real quickly. It says here, that you may prosper in every way, that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. It is the will of God. I don't care if you're facing mental turmoil, anguish, or any type of, even if it's undiagnosable, if it's ill, it can't be treated in your body. Jesus is here today 
to act according to his will. Amen. It is his will. It is his desire to fully heal you today. And that's point number one. You've got to establish in your heart of hearts what the will of God is for your life. And it's seen right here. A leper came up to Jesus in Mark, the first chapter, and Matthew, the eighth chapter. We have the two different accounts there of this same leper coming to Jesus. He didn't know what Jesus' will, God the Father's will, was for him. Under the Mosaic law, he was an outcast. He wasn't supposed to be in inhabited areas. He couldn't be in the city. He couldn't be in the villages. He was to be outside the city because if you had leprosy in that day, you were unclean. You were truly an untouchable. Just coming back from India, uh, there for generations have been a class of people that are considered untouchable. They say we don't practice the caste system anymore, but socially there still is a caste differential even in India. So you get more of an insight on things like this story of the leper when you go to areas of the world like uh, like that. This leper came in among people. He dared breaking the law because he wanted to get to Jesus because there was there had to be a fraction of hope in him saying maybe Jesus will heal him. It was not faith. It was hope at that point. He wondered because faith starts where the will of God is known. And thank God Jesus settled the question for all of the ages. He settled it for that leper, but he settled it for you and me. When he reached out his hand and he said, I will. It is my desire. I want to. It is my will to make you clean. Now, that's really powerful because Jesus in that moment wasn't just establishing a one-off, well, I'll heal you, I won't heal you. No, there was never anyone that came to Jesus that he ever turned away and, and said, no, you've got to go and, and just stray on, you know, stray on off and find another way. No, he never did that. Anyone requesting healing, even if they were outside of the house of Israel like the Syrophoenician woman, Jesus always met the need that they came for. Amen? Jesus, in doing that, revealed the will of God. Jesus' life and ministry was a revelation, the, the greatest exemplification of the will of God in action. Because in John six thirty eight, Jesus said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. So everything Jesus did in his earth walk in ministry was a perfect, a perfect exemplification of the will of God in action. So when he answered that leper, he answered you and me. He answered every generation. It is my will to heal you. And Jesus, under the Mosaic law, if you touch something that was unclean, a leper or anything else, a dead carcass, you were supposed to go through the purification process. But watch this, Jesus, the epitome of living life himself. He was life constantly in motion, reached out, life swallowed up death. The moment he touched the untouchable, two miracles happened. Outwardly, he instantly was cleansed. Death didn't overtake Jesus. Sickness didn't overcome healing. And miracle power, it was just the reverse. Light never is overtaken by darkness. Darkness can't comprehend it, can't overcome it. Light instantly dispels darkness. And that's what happened. Jesus, in that moment, life swallowed up death. He instantly was cleansed. But a greater miracle, I believe, happened. On the inside, that brokenness, he thought he was the vilest of sinners. Historically, if you go back and look, there was the inference that he thought possibly he was the worst of sinners. And that's why he never could get healed. In that moment, the brokenness on the inside was made whole. Oh, hallelujah. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, what you haven't done. It doesn't matter how rich or poor. It doesn't matter if people downed you. If you've been a, a 
in your own eyes or in the other people's eyes, if, if you consider yourself or people have even called you a loser, you're not a loser to God. You're a winner. You're the apple of his eye. You're his priceless masterpiece. And when Jesus reached out and touched the untouchable, he said, I accept you in the beloved. Two miracles happened. The outward healing manifestation, the cleansing of the leprosy. But inwardly, he was made whole as well. He was accepted in the beloved. Amen? Number one, we need to know the will of God. Number two, once we know the will of God, we need to ask ourselves, who, who and what, or, or what is the work of the devil? Because when you look and establish that sickness is a work of the devil, you realize that that's the devil's will for your life. He wants you to be sick and afflicted and beaten down, broke. He does. Not God. You know, if you have a relationship, I think of my relationship with my wife or my little children, whom I love dearly, because my will, my desire for my wife is to show love for her. My acts will be in corresponding alignment with that desire. I won't tell her because I love her. I won't say I love you and then go out and cheat on her because that's not an act that lines up with my heart passion for her. Amen. Man, God loves you with an infinite love that will never let you go. You can't outrun it. You can't outsin it. Amen. Now, I'm not advocating a life of sin. But I'm telling you, his love is infinite. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your past. You've got a bright new future in Jesus if you'll just yield to him. Amen. Well, in the same way, if we'll establish the acts of the devil versus the acts of God, we've already established the acts of God in line with his will. They were to heal the sick. They were to cleanse the lepers. They were to cast out devils. They were to raise the dead. Why? Because he loves humanity. Well, the polar opposite of that, the two kingdoms that are war, the head of that kingdom is Satan. His desire is to afflict, torment humanity. It's the only way he can get back at an awesome God that kicked him out of heaven and just Made him run like a little schoolgirl. Amen. God defeated him, so the only way he can get back at God is what he does to human beings. Because we're made in God's image. He hates that. The very thing he wanted. He wanted to sit in the place of God and be exactly like God. Sit on the throne of God. And God turned around and made a being exactly the thing that the devil desired. He made a being to have that very thing. To be exactly like him and to share in his rule and reign. In the universe. Amen. So when we ask that, we've got to look at Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. I like how pastor's been focusing on how he went about doing good and healing all. Amen. And then when we focus on the next few words that were oppressed of the devil, we see very, very clearly who is in charge of the works of sickness and disease and mental illness. It is the devil. It's not God. It's not from God. God has no sickness, disease, no mental anguish in heaven to send down here to the earth. He only has good gifts to send down here. To the earth. I like another passage we see in Scripture. If you'll flip over with me to um, Luke, the 13th chapter, it's very clear when Jesus encounters a woman, he's ministering on the synagogue, 
or in a synagogue on the Sabbath day. And behold, verse 11, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years. That's a demon that was enforcing this infirmity, this sickness. And she was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. Isn't that easy? Jesus just said, You're loose from your infirmity. Amen. Healing is easy. It's not hard. You don't have to jump through a thousand religious hoops to get healed. Jesus is here today. He's in manifestation because the word's going forth. I like what pastor's been teaching on. The power is present to heal. Amen. Why? Because we're teaching the word. In Luke 5, Jesus was teaching when those four crazy friends brought their uh, paralytic buddy and let him down through the roof. Jesus wasn't even preaching. He was teaching. And it says the power was present to heal. Healing is simple. It's not hard. You don't have to jump through a bunch of religious hoops. God wants to heal you, so all you have to do is simply receive what he wants to already do in your life. Now, we don't get all religiously bundled up in our heads when it comes to being saved spiritually. People say, yeah, God wants to save people. Yeah, I receive it. Yeah, you're born again. You call on the name of the Lord. That's it. Well, why should we get all messed up and bundled up in our heads when it comes to healing? If salvation is the greater work, and it is, if you look over there in Luke, the fifth chapter, that's exactly what the religious community got torqued about. They got all upset because Jesus said, son, your sins are forgiven you. Oh, only God has the ability to forgive sins. And Jesus knew their hearts. He knew they were all bent out of shape. He said, wait a minute. What's easier to say, son, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, take up your bed, rise up and walk, be healed? He said, because the Son of Man has power to do both. And he said, yeah, by the way, go ahead and just take up your bed and walk. Go home. He did. Now, many, many times we miss it. What Jesus was emphasizing is the forgiveness of sins is a greater work. But he said, wait a minute. If you're getting all upset about this, let me just get this guy healed. The thing that really got him upset was that he was able to forgive sins. God, the greatest work that God has done is spiritual salvation. Amen. It took God's mightiest power, to Ephesians says, to raise the Greek, says in Ephesians, to raise Jesus from the dead. Why? It was reversing the curse of the law of sin and death in humanity so that you could have the law of the spirit of life on the inside of you. Hallelujah. John G. Lake, operating in that law of life, took bloody throth off a dead man's mouth in South Africa. The bubonic plague had swept through, and the teams asked him, how come you're not being affected? He said, touch that bloody throth to my hand and watch under the field of the microscope. As they did, they watched the plague, the disease, die the moment it touched him. They said, good God, man, what's your secret? He said, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That law is in me. That law is in you. If you're in Christ Jesus, sin and death no longer controls you. You are living life. The epitome of living life is on the ends, all up on the inside of you. That means the glory of God is flowing out of you. Amen. That's right. We hear Jesus encounters this woman. He says, be loose from your infirmity. And then he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because he was all upset because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. I mean, talk about it, an idiot that needed a complete brain transplant. And said unto, unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to work, and in them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. And then the Lord answered him and said, you hypocrites, does not each one of you on the Sabbath day loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? 
And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound? Amen. Satan bound this woman. Now, it said there was an evil spirit of infirmity. Well, that's not Satan directly. That's one of his cohorts. But indirectly, Satan had bound her. And if we combine that with Acts 10.38, it shows us who the author, who the um, taskmaster over the human races in reference to sickness, disease, mental anguish, torment, mental illness, it's Satan. It's the devil. Oh, but I like what Jesus said. Hallelujah. He said her being a daughter, she being a daughter of Abraham, shouldn't it only be right that on the Sabbath day. See, God made every day of the week for man and especially the Sabbath. He made it so that man could reflect upon him so that man could uh, rejuvenate himself, renew, rest, renew, and remember God, how much more should this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, be healed on the Sabbath day? Saints of God, listen to me. You're in a better, higher category of relationship with God than this woman. Because you're not just a son, a daughter of Abraham, but through Jesus, you're a son and a daughter of God. Whoa, glory to God. Seated in heavenly places, in and with Christ Jesus. You are the body of Christ. Oh, it's illegal for Satan to be messing with you. It's illegal. It's not legal for sickness and disease to remain in your body any longer. Hallelujah. And we're here to cast it out. Glory to God. Not just cast it out, glory to Jesus, to show you who you're to be, walking around with the miracle, glorious power of God flowing through you to set free a hurting and a dying world that need the miracles of heaven. Amen. Amen. We need to know the will of God. We, know who, we need to know the will of the devil, who, the works, who does the works of sickness and disease, and it's the devil. And then thirdly, all we have to do is simply reach out. With child, just simply childlike faith. You know, don't t- turn faith into some big religious set of hoops you've got to jump through. You already have faith. In the brief time that I've spoken, you already have massive faith being unleashed all up on the inside of you. Because if you got Jesus, listen, I minister to the pagan, heathen people of the world. I minister to Muslims, to Hindus, to Buddhists, and the, to animists. And I watch them. Many times they're not even born again. A lot of times we'll aim aim at the new birth first. But I've seen them, even before receiving the new birth, get healed by the power of God. Everyone Jesus ministered to in his earthly ministry, they weren't even born again. If you're born again, you have the measure of Christ's faith in you. So don't get all caught up in my believing and my not believing. You're believing. All you have to do is simply receive. And he's given freely. He doesn't withhold. Amen. This morning you're going to receive your healing. Just simply believe it, receive it, and act like it's so. Act like it's so. Just act out of your heart. Oh, your heart is where faith swells up out of your spirit and meets your mind, your soul, and unleashes all over the scene. I'm going to show you a quick video of uh, our Global Ventures TV show. You can check this show out. It's airing three networks worldwide, but uh, you can check it out at globalventures.tv. We're going to show you a clip from last spring break trip down in Haiti. We encountered some people that needed healing. Let it stir your faith as you watch how easy not only it is to to receive healing, 
but then to flow in healing. I worked with one of my interns who had never encountered a miracle at this level, and we coached him through it. And just see yourself all in this. See yourself receiving this easily healing today, but then see yourself going out and ministering healing because God is no respecter of persons, and God doesn't change when you go from the boundary of one nation to another. Let's roll that clip. Just passing through here, uh, up through kind of the mountainous areas of Haiti, and all of a sudden, this side of the road, little makeshift building, they told us there were people that were gathered. They had heard that we were going to be coming through the area. Just a really cool opportunity to um, meet people right where they're at. As I preached the gospel to them, I could really see that their hearts were open to the message of Jesus. Then I called forward those who were sick so I could pray for them. We prayed for this one guy. He, uh, he could see out of one eye, but the other eye was completely black. Thank you, Lord, for opening that eye right now in Jesus' name. We prayed for him, uh, put our fingers in front of his face. He couldn't see a thing. All right, look at me. Can he see right here? So that eye is, is pretty much completely blind. We worked with him a little bit more, still nothing. Uh, we went on to somebody else, we were praying with them, and then when I turned around and looked, the guy was holding one of our flyers in his hand and was reading from it. Even the small print? Can he see the small print? Tell him to keep going. <laughs> that is awesome. We turned and looked at the little pastor that was there, and he just had tears streaming down his face. How long have you served Jesus? How long have you believed? About uh, eight years. Eight years. Have you seen miracles like this before? I never seen. Never seen miracles like this? No. Because uh, he told me he one he has one eye black. Yes. Yes. But I am so. Surprised to see you read it. Well, now you'll never be the same again because he said in his holy word that you can do the same miracles he did in his name. Thank you. Amen. Thank Jesus. <laughs> then we were approached by a woman who asked us to come pray for her paralyzed husband. How far, how far away is her home? After talking to her, she told us it was only a five-minute hike up the mountain. Shade. Starting to breathe deep here. <laughs> Gotta get back into some P90X here. And all the little Haitians kept turning around and they're like, We help you. Come on, you can make it. You know, and they're all like sprinting up there like they do it every day and we're all like dying. out here and coming to the tent city for the first time was really, really impactful for me. There are people in America and in the world and we have so much and these people have so little. It just confirms all the more that we need to be out here giving them hope, eternal hope, so they can go to heaven and have peace and joy forever. I've had friends say that 
it's useless to go to other countries and do what you know I do. But I come over here and I see people believe in their heart and they say a prayer with their mouth and they receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior that immediately they are saved. They have passed from eternal death to eternal life. And I see it in their countenance, their face, the way that they carry themselves afterwards. These people know that they're going to heaven. So I was, I was pretty excited the whole way up. And uh, right, when, right when we got there, we first saw, saw the house. John just told me, he said, hey, you're going to pray for him. Hey, Jordan, man, you're the one that heard about this. I want you to take a lead on, okay? Okay. And then, like, right then, my mind shattered. <laughs> I, I just, I, di- I didn't know what to do. Like, I, I completely froze up in my mind. I, I, I never worked a miracle like that. Um, so how long have you been paralyzed here? So combien temps ou bien avec maladie par yeah, you get enough. Enough. Five months. One year? Five months. One year? Yeah. Do you want to go in or do you want to start telling Jesus about Jesus? First, we just want to tell you about uh, our God. Uh, our God, we, we serve the one and true living God. And Upon hearing the gospel, he received Christ, and then we began to pray for his healing. In Jesus' name. Non, non, Jésus. Amen. Amen. Alright, tell him to try to move that leg. Not with his hand. Just best he can. Wait, there, you yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. That's it. I see that muscle tightening. Now move forward with your other leg. We got you. You're not going to fall. I'm telling him he's not going to fall. That's it. That's it. That's it. Look, he's bending at the knee. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Move that leg forward. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Taking a step. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your power working this man. I guess the, the amazing thing is is as inadequate as I feel in myself, as unworthy as I feel that how can I do this and as poorly as I feel of the job I did, that he was still able to to step up and walk and get out of his bed. Like that, that was amazing. That just it shows that it has nothing to do with me. I mean, it's all God. It's all His power. The power is in His message and His word. So before, could you move this leg at all in these year and five months? Not at all. And you're going to just keep getting better. We've seen many miracles like this. You're going to keep getting better and better. Okay, so yeah. 
Yes, in the name of God. That's right. <laughs> that's right, my friend. So tell him, keep thanking Jesus for his power that's working, making his legs strong. It shows that I can definitely take no glory for it. You know, I, like I made that guy walk. You know, it's just like God, despite me, you made this man walk. <laughs> oh, hallelujah! And God, good. You know, um, and then right after that, we head down to meet up with the witch doctor to uh, have a showdown at OK Corral, and it's awesome. So you want to go online and see what happens there. Of course, no contest. The power of God is greater than the power of voodoo. So that'll give you a hint. He he was a fire-eating, just totally goes into a demonic trance, runs out and grabs hot embers off the fire, starts eating them. But the power of God in us is greater. He couldn't work any miracle signs and wonders, and we'd worked a plethora by the time we got there. So I'll let you see what happens. It's really cool. Hint, hint. Pretty much the whole village gets saved. Um, yeah, and I want to invite you. If you want to come out on trips like this, we got this summer – Thailand, Cambodia, uh, Peru, and uh, at the end of the year, the Nepal trip that we're taking um, is going to be Thanksgiving, and all these trips, we do mass crusade evangelism, but then we have you out in the streets, markets, plazas, schools, villages, working the miracles of Jesus and leading people to Jesus. Amen? Jesus, the two things he came to do was to seek and save that which was lost, and then in 1 John 3, 8, 7 and 8, it says that the purpose, the reason the Son of God was manifest was to destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. He's here today to enforce that destruction of the works of the devil. He destroyed the ultimate work at the cross through the death, burial, and resurrection, the shedding of holy blood. He destroyed the power uh, that Satan had in that law of sin and death, stripped it. I mean, just double black-eyed him, bloodied nose him, crippled him. But do you know what? Today, he's still enforcing the destruction, hallelujah, the works of the devil. And that's why I'm here. I'm here on his behalf to enforce the destroying of the works of the devil. So sickness, sin, death, whatever it is, mental turmoil, illness, whatever's plaguing you today, you're going to be free of in the name and the power of Jesus. Everyone that needs a miracle in the house, stand on your feet right now. If you need a miracle in the house, stand on your feet right now. Jesus is here. To stand on your feet. Don't be bashful. And it doesn't matter if you... I'm, I wouldn't be surprised, I said this in one of the other or the services, if people are already being healed before we even pray for sickness and disease, before we release a prayer of faith. Amen? Because the power is present. We have that happen many times in our meetings, in our crusades. People just start getting healed even before we pray. Why? The power is in the gospel. The gospel goes forth. It's the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want you to do this. Know this. I don't have to touch you to be healed. Jesus is here. He's here by his spirit, by his power. He's going to touch you. He's going to manifest the miracle. As I pray the prayer of faith and power, it's going to flow through your body. It's going to flow through your mind. It's going to flow through your entire being. I want you to close your eyes and focus on Jesus, the healer of healers, the miracle worker of miracle workers. I want you to envision him walking up to you right where you stand. Put your hand where you hurt or on your chest as a point of contact. I want you to envision Jesus right now reaching out and with his healing miracle hands, the hands that never failed in working any miracle, envision him now touching you where your hand is. Right now his power is beginning to flow into you. Hear his calm, powerful words as he says, I will heal you.
Be made whole. Be loosed from your infirmity. Whoo! Just breathe in his virtue, his anointing, his healing, miracle, delivering power right now, right now. Because it's flowing from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. It's flowing through every fiber, every cell of your being. It's flowing through your mind. It doesn't just flow through your body. It supersedes, flows in and through your soul and spirit right now. It's filling you up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I command every sickness under the sound of my voice, blind eyes open, see in Jesus' name and authority. Deaf ears hear in Jesus' name. Crippled legs and limbs receive life in Jesus' name. Cancers, growths, warts, tumors wither and die right now at the cellular level. We curse you and command you to come out. Hernias mend in the name of Jesus right now. Migraines leave forever in Jesus' name. Joints, that includes shoulders, elbows, wrists, ankles, hips, Knees, be whole in Jesus' name. Bones, be strong in Jesus' name. Arthritis, leave them. Muscles, ligaments, tendons, be made whole in the name of Jesus by the life of Jesus. Every organ in your body, I speak to hearts, lungs, livers, be made whole in Jesus' name. Kidneys, bladders, digestive tracts, stomach, and all related organs, intestines, be made whole in Jesus' name right now. Male and female organs, be healed in Jesus' name. Problems in the blood, sugar, diabetes, diabetes, leave them now. Insulin levels come to proper balance now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I command. And if anyone's here, even with the dreaded AIDS virus, I speak life in your blood, and I curse that form of death now. Live in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We've seen multiple cases of that. Praise you, Lord. Back, spines, vertebrae. Disc be made whole, full range of motion now in your back, neck, legs, feet, arms, shoulders, now in Jesus' name. Throats, thyroid glands be healed now, nasal passages, teeth, jaws be made whole now. Everything I've named and everything I haven't named must bow its knee and leave your body now in the name of Jesus right now. Right now, creative miracles, that which is missing, be created by God's divine power, backing up his good news preached right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him praise. Give him praise. Miracles are happening all over the house. Miracles are happening all over the house. Now, quick, 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 check yourself. Don't sit down. Stand up. Do what you could not do. Move your arm. Move your leg. Check your stomach. Thank you, Lord. Ulcers being healed in Jesus' name. Do I have a word of knowledge? I don't know. All I need is a knowledge of the word. Covers it all. Hallelujah. Move what you could not move. Check and see where the pain was. It's gone. Check and see where the problem was. It's gone. Don't look for the symptoms. Look for the miracle. It's manifesting right now. Keep praising and thanking him, doing what you couldn't do. That's how you seal the deal. Now, quick, 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 how many say, John, I can tell a physical, tangible difference in my body. I'm healed or I'm being healed right now. Wave real big. Hands up all over the place. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. All over the place. All over the place. Real, real quickly, we're going to take a few testimonies. Just tell us. We don't have much time. Three to five seconds. Try to just power punch what was wrong and what Jesus has done. My left leg was stiff and really sore. I could hardly walk on it. And now it's just... Normal like my right leg. Hallelujah. How long Thank was it Jesus. how long was it that way, sister? Months, months that months. way. Praise yes. God. Amen. Jesus. Hallelujah. Who else on this side? 
Yes, yes. Praise the Lord. And At all? on the aisle because I couldn't, I have a, I have a really, really bad, uh, like a ball at the bottom of my heel, and yeah. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. Hallelujah. How long has it been there, brother? How long? It's How been long? going on for over a year. Over a year. Jesus yeah. healed him. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Right here. Yes, ma'am. Um, I had back problems uh, for about nine months, yeah. and I feel great. Hallelujah. That's Jesus. Are you better, sir? Can you tell a difference? What was wrong? Bad knees? Yeah, and the pain's less or gone? Less? What percentage less would you say? 50% better? Yes. Amen. A miracle in motion right now. Just keep praising and thanking him. That's the healing virtue of Jesus. Remember the blind man, the man with the blind eye on the video? First, it looked like nothing, nothing happened, but the power of God was at work. Don't let go of the power of God. Anybody else on this side of the building? We just want to take one or two more testimonies. We'll wind it down. Hallelujah. Notice we're taking these testimonies. More miracles are manifesting. It always happens that way. Always. So I don't thank be God surprised. for healing my shoulder. I broke it twice last year, and it got where I couldn't put my pressure on it like this. She couldn't put weight on it like I that. I couldn't put any weight on it. Now I can... Look at that. Look at that. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Amen. Amen. My back feels a lot better, and the Lord healed it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Liz. I've had a voice problem, and amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah amen, sister. Praise God. Was that as a result of the stroke that you had a while back? Praise God, singing amen. Boy, I'm feeling the glory. Hallelujah. Real qu- yeah. Um, I had hearing problems, and now um, I can hardly even tell if I don't have it anymore. Praise God. How long, how long, little sis? From birth? Was it from birth, or how long has it been? The last couple of years, they've noticed the change, and the doctors was telling her family, this is our niece, that, yeah. Um, she was going to lose all her hearing in the last year. She's probably lost a third of it. And right, right now, now, but now she says she notices a change. Let, let's just do a real quick little test, sis. Just repeat what I'm saying. I'm going to say a few numbers, okay? Right now, was it both ears? Was that right? All right, I'm going to say a few numbers. I'm going to start right here. Five. Five. Seven. Seven. Jesus. Jesus. Praise him. Praise him. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Now, real quickly, I want to see all the hands of those, even if you already raised your hand and testified, but if you just got healed in this service, we want to see your hand and get a count of people that say, I am physically better. Raise your hand high all over the building. If an usher, keep it up so the ushers keep it up so the ushers can get a count. Praise God. Now, as you're keeping it up, if you say, John, during the testimonies, I noticed I was better. Wave at me if that's when it happened. Is there anyone that fits that category? Don't wave at me. Amen, amen. Ushers, did we get it? I know some put their hands down. Lift it up again if you got healed in this service. Everyone that got healed in this service, we want to get a count. 
Oh, look at what God's done. Look at all these hands. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to God. I tell you what, all over the world, I've never had someone come to me and say, I don't need to come to your healing crusade because Mohammed just healed me the other night. And in Thailand, I've never had them say, no, the Buddhist monk just prayed. My eyes are open and I see. Uh -uh, They come far and wide. We have Buddhist monks come. Because Jesus is the only God that's alive, well, and works miracles every time we preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. The greatest miracle, I've already alluded to it, is not blind eyes, deaf ears, or crippled legs being healed. It's when someone knows that they've passed from eternal death to eternal life through Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you're not sure if you died right now, your spirit would go straight to heaven. There's only two places, friends, that people go when they die. There's no middle ground. You don't float around and become part of the ghost hunter show. You go straight to hell or you go straight to heaven. God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. He created hell for the devil and all his fallen angels that rebelled against God. He wants to be eternally in relationship and fellowship with you. That's why he sent Jesus. He's reaching out right now in this service with hands of love. If you're here and you died right now and you're not sure, you go to heaven. I want to pray with you and for you because God loves you. He wants to cleanse you of every sin. He wants to make you his child. Raise your hand high if that's you. If you say, I want to know I'm going my way to heaven. I want to know that God's my father and that I'm forgiven of my sins. Anyone like that, raise their hand high. Raise their hand high. Anybody like that? I'll give a second call. If you say, John, at one time I prayed to the Lord, but I'm not where I need to be. I've allowed life and circumstances to pull me out of the way of the Lord. I'm not living for him 110% like I ought to. If that's you, raise your hand high. God doesn't want to keep you from his best. Thank you. Thank you. He wants to get you into his best. Hands up. More hands going up. If you say, I'm not where I need to be. I want to be more on fire for him. I want to be sold out for him fully serving him. Amen. Hands up all over the place. I want everyone to say this prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me. Shed holy blood so that I can be cleansed. I believe on the third day he rose from the grave. I believe Jesus is Lord of the universe. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Cleanse me of all my sin. I repent for not living fully for you. I dedicate and consecrate my life afresh and anew. My life is now yours. I make you Lord and Master. I give you this day and all of my tomorrows. Live big in me. Flow through me to reach a hurting and a dying world. I'll let you do that through me, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Pastor Tom. Oh, come on, guys. Give God big praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.